Thank you, Brother Mike, and good morning, friends. We greet you this Friday morning in the name of the Lord Jesus. We appreciate you being tuned in, and I trust that the message today will be a blessing to your heart. We're reading from the book of Proverbs, chapter 4. Let's go right into that message, and I trust that God will help you today. Thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. I want today to focus upon that verse, and particularly uh, that word heart, and try to preach along these lines about heart trouble. You know, when the Bible talks about the word heart, uh, it, it's not talking about this fleshly muscle that's in our body, but uh, it's the innermost being. It is the seat of our emotions, the attributes of the heart are those of love, anger, and jealousy. And here he said, keep thine heart. You know, uh, physically speaking, heart disease is the leading cause of death, and they that's why doctors recommend a, a diet and strenuous exercise to make sure that your heart is in good condition. Well, friend, may I say today the Bible has a lot to say about the heart. I mean, that you just get, you get your concordance and you just go through the Bible and find out how many verses uh, relate to the heart and the different things in regard to the heart. And here, just by way of introduction, uh, the Bible tells us, keep thine heart. Here is a command, keep thine heart. The word keep means to guard. We need to guard our heart. Uh, we, as soldiers guard a fort, and as soldiers uh, guard a particular place, here he's saying that we should guard or keep our heart. You, what, preacher, what should we guard uh, or keep our heart from? We, we should guard it lest jealousy uh, gets in. Yes, friend, jealousy uh, can get in our heart and, and, and can really hurt us. So therefore he challenges us. Uh, commands us, guard your heart, keep your heart uh, from jealousy, uh, keep your heart from that root of bitterness. Hebrews 12 talks about that root of bitterness. You see, that bitterness can get in our heart uh, and can be rooted in our heart, and it not only affects us, but he said, thereby many be defiled. So when we allow jealousy or bitterness uh, to get in our heart. It not only affects us, uh, but it affects those that, come, come, that we come in contact with. It affects those that are around us, that root of bitterness. It, you, see a root, you don't see a root. Uh, it's down in the ground, uh, but that root of bitterness gets in our heart, and you see it not only is uh, planted there, but it sprouts, and it grows, and thereby many are defiled. So here is a command uh, to keep our heart. Friend, I want to challenge all of us today uh, that we would keep our heart, guard our heart, uh, lest some of these things of root, of uh, jealousy, anger, bitterness, uh, uh, get in our heart and, and my friend, affect our spiritual life. So here's a command. And then there's the cause. Why, why are we to do that? What is the cause? that out of it are the issues of life. Someone has said that the heart controls actions, actions determine habits, habits 
most charactered. And so therefore, here's the call. We are to guard, keep our hearts, because out of it are the issues of life. Remember Jesus said in Matthew 15 and verse number 19, for out of the heart proceed all of these things, adultery, fornication, and wickedness, and so on, ungodly. It says it gets its roots. It springs up from the heart. And therefore the wise man said, guard our heart, because out of it are the issues of, of life. If, uh, if you wanted to pollute uh, Lake Lanier, how, how would you do that? Uh, you would not go to the Buford Dam and there uh, try to pollute it, but you go to the head of the Chattahoochee River up in White County, and there you would uh, put the poison in. Well, friends, uh, as the, the heart is our seat of emotions, and here's the cause, out of it are the issues of life. And then he, he gives us a challenge. He, he said, with all diligence, be diligent. Uh, work at this, uh, that you keep your heart. Uh, we should keep our heart happy. Oh, in this hour, friend, uh, there's not much happiness. You look in the face of individuals and, and you just don't see them happy. They, uh, they, they, maybe they got a lot of burdens and I know there's a lot of burdens. There's a lot of heartaches. But can I tell you, friend, uh, as we look at Calvary and as we look at the Lord Jesus Christ, that should help us to keep our heart happy, uh, to know that Christ died for our sins, uh, to know that our sins have been forgiven. And so he challenges us with all diligence, keep it happy, uh, keep it holy. Oh, friend, don't let sin, don't let this world get in your heart and corrupt your heart. Uh, be careful, be careful, guarded. Well, be diligent in guarding your heart. Keep it humble. Uh, keep it happy. Keep it holy. And keep it humble. I tell you, pride uh, has affected a lot of hearts. Pride has, and we'll see that in a few minutes, pride uh, gets in a person's heart and it'll cause them to do things that ordinarily they would not do. So here is, uh, uh, there's a challenge with all diligence. Strive at it. Work at it. Uh, the command, keep your heart. The cause out of it are the issues of life. And then the challenge with all diligence. Oh, make, make child of God. May God help us in this hour uh, to guard our heart, lest the world affects it, lest the, the issues of the world and the things of the world uh, affects our, our heart. So here is uh, the command, the cause, and the challenge. But let's just look today and see uh, what the Bible has to say uh, about the heart. In Psalm 108, in verse 1, the psalmist said, My heart is fixed. My heart is fixed. What, what is he saying there? The word fixed, that means established or set. And uh, in the book of 2 Timothy 3, Paul talks about in the last days, perilous times shall come. Friend, we're living in those times. We're living in those days, an hour of apostasy, an hour of false prophets uh, that Peter wrote about. And therefore, we need to have our heart fixed. We need to have our heart established. He said, said, Preacher, how can I do that? By getting in the Word of God, studying the Word of God, and hiding the Word of God. The psalmist said, Thy word have I hid in my heart 
that I might not sin against thee. But we need uh, to just guard our heart and keep our heart. Yes, keep it fixed in the Word of God, settled and established in the precious Word of God. And then as these days come upon us, friend, and as these troublesome times uh, come upon us, friend, we can be established and set and, and not be moved about with every wind of doctrine. I tell you, it's amazing in this hour uh, what's coming over the radio and pulpit TV, my friend, are the different doctrines that are foreign to the Word of God. And my friend, therefore, we need to get in the Word of God and get our heart fixed get our heart established, and get our heart set. Oh, friend, as the psalmist said, my heart is fixed. Let me ask you today, friend, how's your heart? Uh, did your heart settle? Did your heart established in the truths of the Word of God? And then in Deuteronomy 11 and verse 16, uh, there the Scripture says, Take heed that thy heart be not deceived. You say, Preacher, how can my heart be deceived? There are multitudes in this hour sitting on our church pews across America that because they've signed a card, because they have been baptized, joined the church, they think that they're going to heaven. But my friend, uh, that is deceptive. And anyone that would promote uh, that philosophy and that idea, that uh, thing, my friend, is wrong. My friend, it takes more than water baptism. Baptism is for believers only. And my friend, you've got to be saved. You've got to be born again. So may God help you today. Uh, take heed. Beware that your heart uh, be not deceived. You say, preacher, can I be sure I'm saved? Oh, yes, you can be sure. Get in this word and study this word and find out, my friend, has God, has God uh, made a change in your life? Has there been a time in your life when you could go back and say, yes, right there, I met the Savior. I repented of my sins. My, my life uh, was transformed. My life was changed. He made a new creature out of me, and I know I'm saved. I'm glad, thank God. The Bible says that by this we may know that we pass from death unto life because we love the brethren. And so he said, take heed that your heart be not deceived. Jeremiah 17, 9 said, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Yes, friend. Uh, the, the natural heart is desperately wicked. Therefore, you need a heart transplant. Amen. A spiritual heart transplant. God can give you a new heart. And so here we find uh, in 1 Samuel 1 and verse number 8, here we find a troubled heart. We find here that Hannah's heart was grieved. She could not bear children. And what did she do? She went into the house of God, and she poured her heart out before God. And she asked God that God would give her a child. She even asked for a male child. And you know what? God heard her prayer, and God gave her a Samuel the prophet the greatest prophet Israel ever knew, I came out of a prayer meeting, and that was all because of a troubled heart. Hannah's heart was grieved. She was grieved in her heart. Oh, friend, thank God. Uh, when our heart gets troubled, I'm glad there's someone we can go to. 
In John 14, 1, Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Yes, friend, we even in these uh, troublesome times, we can have our hearts settled on the things of God and in the Word of God. And then there is a trusting heart. Proverbs 3 and verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lead not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Yes, trust him with all of our heart. You know, at many times we want to trust our ability and, and the things that we know. But friend, we ought to trust him. Uh, make, when it comes to making decisions, uh, we need to trust him. Seek his guidance. Seek his leadership. It said, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. In Matthew 12 and verse 34, he said, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Jesus said in Matthew 15 and verse number 8, uh, They honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. You, you see, it's amazing how much the Bible has to say about the heart. Uh, a troubled heart, a trusting heart. But then uh, there is a proud heart. In Daniel 5, in verse number 20, uh, we're introduced to Nebuchadnezzar, and the Bible said his heart was lifted up in pride. You see, pride is a, as an attribute can get in the heart, and it can, my friend, it can cause us trouble. It got Nebuchadnezzar in trouble. In Second Chronicles 26 and verse 16, here, we were introduced to a king by the name of Uzziah, and the, the scripture tells us there that his heart was lifted up to his destruction. His name spread abroad, uh, but pride had got in his heart, and he went into, he, he being a king, went into the house of God and thought he could offer the incense, which was only for the priest to do. What, what caused him to do that? Pride. Pride, pride of heart. He got proud of heart. And there, uh, my friend, he wound up a leper, and he, he ended up a leper all the days of his life. Thank you for being tuned in today. My friend, I trust that your heart is right with the Lord. And if not, may God help you to make preparation and deal with God and deal with your heart and make things right with Him while there's time, while there's opportunity. May the Lord bless you till next week. In Jesus' name, amen.